Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 189, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back everyone, good afternoon, and I'm not sure how, but somehow it's Thursday again already. Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now, it's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. Okay Marvin, now I'm afraid today we have no time for small talk because it's quite a long story and we've quite a bit to talk about afterwards, so you know, we're just going to jump right into it. Oh wow, okay Dave, let's do it. So, well, who's reading for us today? Today, it's our friend Richard. Oh, hi Richard! Hello. Today's reading is taken from John, chapter 4, verses 1 to 43. Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard about him. They had heard that he was gaining and baptising more disciples than John. But in fact Jesus was not baptising. His disciples were. So Jesus left Judea and went back again to Galilee. Jesus had to go through Samaria. He came to a town in Samaria called Sychar. It was near the piece of land Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus was tired from the journey, so he sat down by the well. It was about noon. A woman from Samaria came to get some water. Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew. I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? She said this because Jews don't have anything to do with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, You do not know what God's gift is, and you do not know who is asking you for a drink. If you did, you would have asked him. He would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you don't have anything to get water with. The well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Our father Jacob gave us the well. He drank from it himself. So did his sons and his livestock. Are you more important than he is? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but anyone who drinks the water I give them will never be thirsty. In fact, the water I give them will become a spring of water in them. It will flow up into eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water, then I will never be thirsty, and I won't have to keep coming here to get water. He told her, Go get your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you live with now is not your husband. What you have just said is very true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our people have always worshipped in this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said, Woman, believe me, a time is coming when you will not worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know. Salvation comes from the Jews. But a new time is coming. In fact, it is already here. True worshippers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth. They are the kind of worshippers the Father is looking for. God is Spirit. His worshippers must worship Him in Spirit and truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah is coming. Messiah means Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus said, 
The one you're talking about is the one speaking to you. I am he. Just then, Jesus' disciples returned. They were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want from her? No one asked, why are you talking with her? The woman left her water jar and went back to the town. She said to the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I've ever done. Could this be the Messiah? The people came out of the town and made their way towards Jesus. His disciples were saying to him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples asked each other, Did someone bring him food? Jesus said, My food is to do what my Father sent me to do. My food is to finish his work. Don't you have a saying? You say, it's still four months until harvest time. But I tell you, open your eyes. Look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest right now. Even now, the one who gathers the crop is getting paid. They are already harvesting the crop for eternal life. So the one who plants and the one who gathers can now be glad together. Here is a true saying. One plants and another gathers. I sent you to gather what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work. You have gathered the benefits of their work. Many of the Samaritans from the town of Sychar believed in Jesus. They believed because of what the woman had said about him. She said, he told me everything I've ever done. Then the Samaritans came to him and tried to get him to stay with them. So he stayed two days. Because of what he said, many more people became believers. They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. We have now heard for ourselves. We know that this man really is the saviour of the world. After the two days, Jesus left for Galilee. Thanks, Richard. Okay, Dave. Question one. Who were these Samaritans? Ah, well, Marvin, to answer that, we have to go backwards a little bit in God's big story. Now, do you remember after King Solomon, Israel split into two nations? You had Judah in the south that followed Solomon's son, Rehoboam, and then you had Israel in the north that followed Jeroboam. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Okay, so Jeroboam in the north set up some golden calves and he told the people to worship those instead of going to Jerusalem to worship at the temple. And much later on, after a bunch of other kings had ruled Israel, eventually the Assyrians came and wiped out Israel. But the Samaritans came from some of the people of Israel who were defeated, but they weren't carried away by the Assyrians. Oh, I see. So they were still kind of part of Abraham's family, huh? They were, but because the Samaritans had worshipped false gods and because they didn't worship God in the temple, the Jews, well, they did not view the Samaritans as family anymore. In fact, they viewed them as enemies. They wanted nothing to do with them. They hated them. In fact, if a Samaritan had used a cup or a bowl, well, then a Jewish person wouldn't even touch it. Oh, so, yeah, Dave, that's why the woman was surprised that Jesus asked her for a drink. Yep, because of that, well, and because he was a man. But it was even just really unusual that a Jewish man like Jesus would even talk to a Samaritan woman. Okay, I see. But here's the thing, Marvin, not only did Jesus talk to this woman, well, she is the very first person to whom Jesus openly reveals himself to be the Messiah. She is the first one that Jesus says, yep, that's me, I'm the one you've been waiting for, I am the saviour of the world. Okay, yeah, yeah, so she had a pretty important job in God's big story. So, Dave, how about that living water that Jesus talked to her about? Well, yes, now that confused her a bit at first because she thought Jesus meant real water, like water from a well or a stream. But yeah, that's not what Jesus was talking about. Okay, yeah. So, well, what was he talking about? Well, Marvin, remember yesterday we talked about being born again, you know, into a new life that would last forever? Oh, yeah, yeah, with Nicodemus. 
That's right. Well, here Jesus is kind of using another picture like that. Here on earth, in our normal lives, if we have a drink, that's great. But after not too very long, we get thirsty again. And you know, if we stop drinking altogether, we die. In fact, we can only go three days without drinking water. Oh yeah, yeah, it's kind of making me thirsty just thinking about it. And you know, living out in the desert like the Samaritans did, well, that was a big deal. It was a lot of work going out to get water every day. Oh yeah, of course. No taps in those days, huh? That's right. But you see, if we're born again into that new life that Jesus talked about yesterday, you know, that life is different. We don't have to keep going for a drink so that we don't die. It's like we have this living water inside us. We don't get thirsty. We don't have to keep going to a well to collect water. It's just in us forever. Yeah, so if we're born again, if we're a Christian, we have that living water inside us. That's right. Now, here's one more thing that's surprising. This woman asks about the temple. And we know that Jesus loves the temple. Remember how angry he got when it was treated badly? Oh, yeah. But Jesus doesn't say to her, you know what? Yes, you Samaritans have got it wrong. You should be worshipping in the temple. He tells her that soon people will worship God and it won't matter where they are, what mountain or city. What will matter is that their hearts are following God. Okay. So you see, in all these surprises, it was surprising that Jesus talked to a Samaritan woman. It was surprising that he could tell her all those details about her husbands. It was surprising that Jesus chose her to be the first person that he would tell who he really was. And it was surprising what he said about the temple. But all these surprises show that Jesus was not the kind of Messiah that the Jews thought they had been waiting for. Oh, well, how do you mean, Dave? What were they waiting for? Well, they thought they were waiting for a king that would be theirs, just for them. But Jesus hadn't come just for the Jews. He'd come for the Samaritans, for the Romans, for the Greeks. He had come for all the people of the world. He had come, like we read yesterday, so that anyone who would believe in him could have eternal life. No matter where you were from, male or female, whether you were rich or poor, whether you were a slave or whether you were free, Jesus had come so that you could be saved. Now, if you asked any Jew 2,000 years ago, that Samaritan woman, she might have been the last person in the world they would have thought that their Messiah would have been interested in the last person in the world that God would have chosen to spread the news that his Messiah had come. But today, boys and girls, thank God that he is not in the business of giving up on people. Thank him that he is in the business of saving unlikely sinners. He offers hope and eternal life to anyone who will believe. Yeah, like us, Dave. Exactly, Marvin. Wow, Dave. Yeah, you were right. There sure was a lot going on in today's reading. Yeah, there really was, Marvin. And so, well, that's all we've got time for today. So we will say goodbye and we'll be back tomorrow for our quiz. Oh, yeah, great. Okay, well, bye, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh.